Devin Levi Watch is on. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Joe DiBiase, beginning the week with you, a important week and maybe the final important week of the Sabres season, depending on how it goes. A matchup with the Toronto Maple Leafs on Monday night. Everything's a must win from here on out. Uh, but we've got some uh, games to preview for you, including the Toronto matchup, injury updates, uh, a lot of injury updates actually for you for this Maple Leafs game. Also. We got prospect news and sneaky good bets a little bit later on as we uh, take a dive into the standings and where we are at. So all that at Sneaky Joe Sports uh, on Twitter. If you want to check out the podcast account uh, on YouTube, feel free to search uh, Locked on Sabres on our YouTube channel where you can watch the show. And again, thanks for making us your first listen every day. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Real quick. On the Saturday affair against the New York Rangers, Patrick Kane scores uh, in his return to Buffalo. And not that his goal was pretty, right? It was a bank shot off a defenseman. The Rangers get a 2-1 to win in overtime. Jeff Skinner scoring the lone Sabres goal. I actually thought the Sabres played great in that game. A better Rangers team that is headed to the playoffs, that is top five in the NHL in standings. The Rangers are great, and they have their star goaltender in there, in Igor Shesterkin. And I thought the Sabres outplayed them for most of the night, and they should have had the game. They should have had the game, but honestly, I hate to put it all on one individual, and there were others that fell short as well, but Victor Olofsson, you know, he's got to be uh, not not quite the goat head of the game, but he was the goat, the old, the old uh, you know, meaning of the word goat against the Rangers. Two times he should have buried easy goals that were set up for him by Rasp- incredible Rasmus Dahlin efforts that should have won the Sabres of the game. And Olsen fanned on the first one, didn't lift the second one, and he really let the rest of his team down. He is paid and he is on this team to do one thing, and that is score goals. He is not scoring goals right now. Just one goal in recent memory, and it was in a 10 10- to four loss to Dallas late in the game. So he has not done much for them. And we've got news on him, maybe a healthy scratch for Monday night. Uh, A little bit on that a little bit later on, but we'll talk more about Sabres and Leafs in a little bit. The standings are just, I I, I don't even want to look at them. I don't even want to look at them. I woke up Monday morning and every day for months, I've been, you know, opening up the standings very early on just to see what happened the night before, where they are in the standings, how far out of the playoff race, a playoff spot they are, or maybe they were in a playoff spot for days on on end. And as it stands today, the Sabres are seven points back of a playoff spot. They are three, three games in hand still on the New York Islanders. They did gain one point over the weekend by taking the Rangers to overtime. The Islanders lost in regulation. Ottawa's lost two in a row in regulation. Um, Florida lost in overtime, so they stayed even with them, Uh, although they're four points back, so I shouldn't really say that they're even. You know what? They're still live, but it's, it's really slim 
their playoff chances. As it stands today at PuckLuck.com, the Sabres are at 3.4% to make the playoffs. When they win over the Maple Leafs, they will get up to about 6%. When they lost, they are going to be below 3%. Uh, 2.2, I think, is the uh, where they'd be. 69 points, 65 games, 7 behind the Islanders. I'll say this, you can forget about the Penguins. Forget about them. Don't worry about what they're doing night to night. Root for them to win if they're playing any of these head-to-heads against the Islanders or the Panthers or the Capitals. The Penguins are nine points ahead of the Sabres, and the Sabres only have one game in hand. hand. They are not going to track down Pittsburgh nine points back with 16 games to go. It's not going to happen. Islanders? Maybe. We're still in the range where we could say, hey, they win their three games in hand, and they win their head-to-head against the Islanders, and boom, they're above them. We could still say that, but that's a lot to have happen. So that's why their odds are so low. And now they have to catch Ottawa and they have to catch Washington and they have to catch Florida. They have four teams to jump in the final 16 games. And the way that I'm looking at the standings right now, before we get into Devin Levi, because he's going to be really the main topic of our show today. The thing I'm most interested about the Sabres, honestly, right now, the Sabres have six games between today and Saturday, March 25th, at the end of the month. That day is important because that's the day the Sabres play on the road again at the New York Islanders. Six games in the middle. At Toronto, at Washington, at Philly, home Boston, home Nashville, home New Jersey. Six games. And then they play the Islanders. The team they're trying to track down. What do the Sabres need to do to have that game on March 25th still be important? I think in those six games, they've got to get at least nine points. That's a lot to ask in that stretch. There are some good teams in there. Toronto, most notably. New Jersey. Of course, Boston on pace to set an NHL record. There are great teams in that stretch. Three softer opponents, but three great teams. Can they get nine? Beat the three teams that you're supposed to, pull off another upset, and take another team to overtime. Not likely, but the Sabres are capable of that. They've shown this year they are capable of that type of stretch. They need that stretch to make that game on Saturday, March 25th against the Islanders important. So that's I'm I'm looking at these, you know, these stretches of games in different segments. And this is the next segment. Six games leading into a, a, a massive game, hopefully. Uh, but we'll see what they do. They could lose two of their next three here, and that game will be dead uh, already. So we'll talk about the Leafs game a little bit more later on. I'll sneaky good bets as well. But Devin Levi, time to talk some Devin Levi. His season at Northeastern, you know, I wasn't rooting against Devin Levi, but his season is over, probably, at Northeastern. They are outside the top 15 you got to be in the top 15 to really have a reasonable shot at making the NCAA tournament. It's a smaller tournament in hockey than it is in basketball. So with his season coming to an end, again, most likely, the Sabres are going to want to sign Devin Levi. That's already out there. You know, uh, Elliot Friedman has reported that, that, the Buff- that Buffalo wants to sign him. I don't expect that to happen in the next couple of days. Devin Levi watch, to me, really ignites Sunday night. The thing about Sunday night and why that's notable, that is the day of the NCAA selection show on ESPN. I think ESPN U, I'm assuming. Maybe it's ESPN 2. But ESPN will carry the NCAA selection show for hockey. 
And that is when we'll officially find out that Northeastern is not going to the tournament. His college season officially being over. I bet then Kevin Adams makes the call and they try to sign him. I'm expecting him to sign. He's been wooed by the organization, right? Like the Pagula is having him in a box at the U.S. Open for tennis. Um, Kevin Adams talking glowingly about him. Them really clearing the decks. I've criticized that, but they've cleared the decks for him to come in and play. They've done everything they possibly could to get him to sign right now. And I think he's going to sign. He's done all he can do with college. He's not going to win the national championship. Northeastern is just a middling, you know, college hockey program. They're not a powerhouse. And the chance that they win the NCAA tournament is very low. You know, he's won goalie of the year twice now. He's probably not going to win the Hobie Baker, but he might never win the Hobie Baker as player of the year. Um, he's won. He's up for Hockey East player of the year this year. Like he's he's accomplished about all he's probably going to at Northeastern. And now the Sabres are going to want him. And I think they might put the pressure on a little bit more, maybe even more than they did last year. So maybe Levi signs on Monday. The The question for me isn't even really whether or not he'll sign. I guess he could go back, but I'm not expecting that. My question is, if he does sign, where does he go? The obvious answer would be Rochester. Malcolm Subban down there in Rochester. I think I misspoke, by the way, last week. I was assuming the Rochester was on their way to the playoffs, but they're in 10th place. They got they got points to make up if they're going to make it. So they might not. So their season at the end here might be more about development than I thought. So Rochester, of course, that makes sense. He'll split with Subban the rest of the way. They'll give him some games. Amateur tryout, potentially. Um, or maybe they'll burn a year if it's at your level contract. What I wonder, especially burning the at your level contract, is there a chance Devin Levi goes right to the Sabres? And I have two thoughts on this. And I think there any way the Sabres season goes, there's a chance he could go right to Buffalo. If the season starts to tank even more and they nosedive and they're out of the playoff race, well, then it's even more likely that Devin Levi will play for the Sabres this year because – the rest of the year will become about finding out about young guys, finishing the year strong. Let's, you know, let's explore what guys are in terms of their readiness for next season. Levi will be the top name on that list. They'll get a couple of games in for Levi and say, let's try to figure out how close he is to NHL caliber or if he even is NHL caliber already. So finding out season is a little bit down the road. The other scenario in which he could play in Buffalo and I don't, I don't know what they would think about this. Kevin Adams and Don Granado feel that Levi could give them the best chance to win. If they hang around in the playoff race, could they think about starting Levi in important, meaningful playoff race games? Now that is a pressure situation. Kids stepping right in his first NHL games are trying to help a team end a playoff drought. It's a lot. That's a lot on a guy, but it's feasible, possible. I wouldn't bet on it, but it's possible. He's their best option in net right now. Eric Comrie injured week to week. Another complicating factor. There's an opening. I know two goalies this is what most teams do. Rest of the way, they'll, they'll be fine. But it's not like there's be rotating suddenly between four guys. They've been rotating through three. They're clearly open to it. So Levi. Stepping in, getting a game here or there, 
helping Ukapekalukanen, and maybe they just start now. From here on out, Levi and Lukanen, you're competing against each other for starts, and we're not going to wait for that. We're going to do that right now. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe they'd want to get him a game in Rochester first before deciding to throw him into a game for the Sabres that has playoff implications. I just wouldn't want to rule out that the Sabres play him in meaningful games. And I think it's likely, if they're playing meaningless, meaningless games, that he would appear in Buffalo this year. But I think he's gonna I think he's going to sign. And I think there's a good chance that I think there's a good chance that he is uh that he's gonna he's gonna you know he's gonna play in Buffalo. Uh, but we'll see. So Devin Levi watch begins Monday. One other thing on Levi, just to restate an opinion I've had on him. I am not I'm I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic that he could even show up right now and play well, show up next year and play well. If I'm the Sabres, I am not counting on Devin Levi until 2024. Counting on him. I'm not penciling him in to an NHL lineup until 2024. If I'm the Sabres, next year, I got to have a better answer. I got to have a more veteran goaltender. 2024 at the earliest, I should even say. 2025, 2026. That might sound like a long time. It is the norm. It is the norm for goaltenders this young. And that would not be upsetting. I tweeted this out over the weekend that Ryan Miller, Levi and Ryan Miller, arguably the greatest goalie careers in college hockey history. Two of the greatest of all time. They are almost identical in terms of their numbers and their accolades. The accolades a little bit different for Miller because his team was better at Michigan State. But safe percentage. Miller, a 942. Levi, a 941. Shutouts. Miller has the NCAA record, 26. Levi, high up that list, 16. I know it's a big difference, but Miller's Miller's got the record. Awards, right? I mentioned that Levi, two-time Mike Richter award, three goalies of the year. Um, or no, no, sorry, Miller won three goalies of the year. Miller won the Hobie Baker. That's something Levi's never done, the Hobie Baker Award. All of that. And by the way, the draft capital is similar, right? Levi was a seventh-round pick. Miller was a fifth-round pick. Everything has Miller being just a little bit above Levi as a prospect. Just a tad above Devin Levi as as a prospect at this point. Actually, even further, I guess, because Miller stayed an extra year. Miller, before getting to the NHL, or before becoming a regular in the NHL, Played between college and the AHL, 278 games. Michigan State and the Rochester Americans, Ryan Miller played 278 games. Devin Levi today is at 65. That is asking a lot for him to be ready for the NHL next season Honestly, even the year after. Maybe he is that special a prospect. That's why everybody is so excited about him because there's a chance he is that special of a prospect. But history says that that's unlikely. And the Sabres need to be planning or bracing for him not being this generational goalie prospect that shows up and is dominant at a young age. Guys just don't do it in the NHL. So, sans, you know, John Gibson, 
Matt Murray. Like, I can count on one hand the amount of guys that have been able to do that. And again, maybe Levi is that. And I don't need him playing all 278 games. I don't need him to go the exact same development path as Ryan Miller. But there's a 200-game difference there of development. 200! That's a ton! And I think Levi needs to be a little bit higher than 65. Maybe he's at 150. That's two years. That's two years of starting in the AHL. Linus Allmark was goalie of the year in Sweden. Goalie of the year. The men's league. Not not juniors. The men's league. And he took five years. Guys have had incredible development routes before. Sometimes it takes a couple of years to figure things out. And that could happen with Levi. Be ready for that, Sabres. Thatcher Demko. You know, Saros is a big idea. But somebody. The, the comparison, last thing I'll say on this. The comparison I'll make is actually back to 0506. The The Sabres had a top finish goalie prospect they picked in the second round. Mika Nornan. Sound familiar? Right now they have a top finish goalie prospect they picked in the second round. Ukupeka Lukanen. Lukanen, Nornan. Exact same draft status, nationality, and development track. The Sabres had a star goalie prospect out of college hockey that was picked late. Ryan Miller, fifth round pick, star goalie prospect at college. Devin Levi, seventh round pick, star goalie prospect in college. What did the Sabres have, though, in 05-06? And before that, what did they have? They had Marty Baran, who was not a Vesna winner, was not an elite starting goaltender. He was a starting goalie. He was a starting goalie in the NHL. And he allowed Miller to take his time. He allowed Nornan to take his time. Marty did. This Sabres team right now, they have their Ryan Miller. They have their Mika Nornan. They don't have their Marty Baran. Go get your Marty Baran in the offseason to give the kids time if they need it. Just to have the it back there. And by the way, if they turn out to be great like Miller did, then... Guys like Marty Baran hold their value. They traded Marty Baran at the 07 deadline. They got enough draft capital to bring in Dinah Zubris. They got value for him. He went to start in Philly. You trade for Thatcher Demko and decided two years that, hey, our Lukanen and Levi could take over the net. Well, what are we going to do now? Well, we could just trade Thatcher Demko for basically what we traded for him. You're just pushing off your draft picks. It's all you're doing. You've got your Nornan. You've got your Levi. Or you've got your Miller. Go get your Marty. When we come back, Sabres and Leafs, Alex Tuck's return, Rasmus Dahlin. We got a lot to get to injury-wise. Sneaky good bets on the way next as well here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. And we are brought to you by Athletic Greens. How I start my morning every day. I either go for the shakes, just the powder and a cup of water. Super easy. They're delicious. They taste great. And you're getting all your vitamins and minerals. Or you could do the drops. You just one drop in your water or your coffee. You don't even notice that it's there. Uh, it's lifestyle friendly. AG1, whether you are keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. Uh, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the only thing with the best things. Athletic Greens use the best of the best products based on the latest science with content with constant product iterations and third-party testing. You are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water every day 
that's it. No need for a million different pills or, uh, or shakes or anything like that. Um, or I guess you are getting the one shake there. Uh, take To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. All right, let's fire up. Our favorite segment here on the show. It's time to win some money. Sabres and Leafs. Got Sabres and Leafs for you on Monday night, a 7.30 puck drop. And it's time for Sneaky Good Bets. My three favorite bets going into the Sabres matchup. Starting with bet number one. I'm going to go against the Sabres, actually. Toronto on the puck line. Maple Leafs are actually stumbling a little bit. Now, they've won two in a row, but they had a couple of losses before that. They haven't been playing well or as well lately as they had been earlier in the season. For their sake, at least they're playing better than Tampa, uh, their upcoming first-round opponent. Tampa's only won three of their last ten. But anyways, Toronto has not been playing great, and it's caused the odds to drop a little bit to minus 106, about even money to win by two goals or more. Could get the empty netter a little bit later on. These two teams played each other only a couple of days ago, and Toronto thrashed the Sabres with a 6-3 win. Uh, And when I say a couple of days, I guess it was about 20 days ago now. But a 6-3 win by Toronto. They completely outclassed the Sabres. And that doesn't typically happen a lot between these two teams. The Sabres generally will play well against the Leafs, but not lately. Uh, Toronto just overwhelms them with speed and the injuries the Sabres are sustaining with Matias Samuelson being out. Rasmus Dahlin is dealing with an injury. I just think that the Toronto forwards are overwhelming to the Sabres defensemen. So first bet of the night, Toronto on the puck line to cover the minus goal, a goal and a half. Right. Second sneaky, good bet. Craig Anderson, Over 32 saves at plus 116. The Maple Leafs are going to get their shots. They always do. Sabres are one of the most high event teams in the NHL. Now, looking back, that Sabres-Leafs matchup from last month. Sabres only allowed 29 shots on the Toronto Maple Leafs. But the game script really played into that. The Leafs were up 5-0 in the second period and then completely let off the gas. If the game was closer, then I think Toronto would have would have had more shots. I mean, they just they completely let they didn't do they didn't want to do anything in the third period. They just wanted to get out of the game healthy. This game I don't see being a 5-0 affair, even if I have Toronto covering the puck line. I think Craig Anderson will be tested over 32 saves and get a little bit of plus money here at plus 116. And for you non-betters out there, that'd be if you bet 100, you would win 116. Third sneaky good bet of the game. I am going with J.J. Paterka. J.J. Paterka at plus 490 to score a goal in this game. Now, why are you getting such long shot odds? I mean, if you've been watching the Sabres night tonight, you'll know it's because JJ Paterka has not scored very often uh, in recent memory. In fact, Paterka in his last going back 30 games, 31 games, one goal. That's it. But he's playing a lot better as of late and it's earning him more ice time. 
after playing less than 13 minutes for seven games in a row. Last three games in terms of ice time for J.J. Paterka. Or five games, I should say. 16-19. Okay. 11-51. All right, back down. 14-04. Okay. 16-55. 15-42. He's getting more ice time. He's on the second power play unit, and he's the right flank on the power play, which means he's getting the one-timers on that line. He's almost scored repeatedly in the last couple of weeks playing on that side, just on five on four situations back with Dylan cousins, potentially on the second line gives him more opportunities in the five on five, still getting him at plus four ninety with that goalless streak really baked in. I like JJ Paterka's anytime goal score at plus four ninety, And those are sneaky, good bets for you here on this Monday night between the Sabres and the Maple Leafs. So we got that for you. Um, what, quick other preview for the game tonight. Uh, I mentioned some of the injuries. The Sabres are dealing with a lot. Uh, Alex Tuck's return, maybe. We don't know yet. Don Granato said that there's potential for him to play, and they'll really learn more right before the game. So maybe he'll test. He's going to be tested out in, in, uh, in warm-ups. Um, Tuck being back would be a huge bonus. They have missed him a lot on that top line. Tage, no one's missed him more than Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson has half the space out there to do what he does when Tuck is not there. Even with Jordan Greenway, it didn't have the same effect. Now, Darlene is day-to-day. He's not official for this game. Uh, I'm guessing he'll play. He was at the morning skate. He was skating, and he'll also test it in warm-ups, but I would expect Darlene to, to toughen it out and play. No Matias Samuelson in this game. That is that is tough. I mean, they have lost a lot of games. They won an eight-game losing streak earlier in the season when he missed. They just have a hard time defending top players. And here comes Matthews, and here comes Marner, here comes Nylander, here comes Tavares. Tough to not have Samuelson. Uh, arguably the Sabres' best defensive defenseman. I'd put him second behind Darlene, but you can make the case. Um, and he will not play tonight. And because there was n- we don't didn't see uh, pairings at practice, we don't know who's going to be skating with Darlene. Um, I might go Ilya Labushkin. Because of his defensive prowess, but we'll uh, we'll see what the Sabres end up doing. Have to win. Uh, they've lost six of their last seven. I mentioned this is their six-game segment between now and the Islanders game where they, uh, they're they going to have to win. Uh, I think 9 of 12 to make that game on March 25th important for a playoff spot. All right, that's going to do it for us today here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. And now go make your next listen. Locked on game to game. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked on NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you tomorrow, hopefully after a Sabres win here on Locked on Sabres.